Good morning, folks. To be here with all of you, I'm humbled as well to address uh, leaders with such experience and capability. Thank you, Ravi and the SSF uh, Forum for giving me this opportunity. Well, uh, as both the minister and Mr. Kapoor said, we are at very interesting time in this business. The global business services model, the shared services model, the business process management model, all of this get used interchangeably. So whether it's called BPM, business process management, or whether it's called digital business services, whether it's called shared services, or whether it's called global business services, I'm using this interchangeably through this presentation, so don't uh, get uh, too much of hair split into this. Uh, these are used interchangeably because uh, based on the maturity of the journey of where different organizations are, these jargons do get used interchangeably. So let me start off with, uh, can you? Can you go back? Folks, uh, sorry for that abrupt start, but uh, look, I picked up specifically a Formula One pit stop video from the YouTube. All credit to the people who are who actually videoed this, so thank you for that. But I picked it up from YouTube. The idea of showing the pit stop and the number of players involved was really to bring an analogy to this team as we go through this journey of reimagining, reinventing, rethinking, and transforming our respective global business services organization, it is important to have an analogy. Let's look at the pit stop analogy. The pit stop as people. A GBS organization will clearly have people. I don't see this going away, okay? While there is a lot of technology, a of, uh, lot of talk of new technology completely substituting transactional work, let's be very careful. It's not substituting people. It's substituting transactional work, which a person does. Repetitive, rules-based, boring work, which typically a human being is bored on. You need skilled people. That's what the pit stop is about. The pit stop has killed people. People who are experienced in a domain, whatever that narrow domain been, that niche been, it has some cool technology and ability to analyze things. It clearly can look at, it needs man-machine coordination. I call this humanware. I'll come back to what humanware is. 
in the new GBS organization. This man-machine coordination is really about the getting the best of what a human can do and best of what a machine can do and ensuring that that intersection of man and machine, and I can call it art and science loosely, will create value. If you really look at it, the fastest car in, uh, uh, you know, the, the speeds are something like 240 miles per hour. That's, that's the kind of speed. Just make a guess. Any of you want to make a guess on what's that time at the pit stop for changing tires, for, you know, brushing up things, for balancing things? Earlier they used to allow refueling. Now refueling is not allowed there. Uh, just getting things right so that the next stretch of your run, the next navigation of your next, is something which can be done well. Any of you want to take a guess? What's that? That video, of course, had a lot of noise in the beginning, noise out. So just think through what's the average time or the record time of the time spent at the pit stop? Five seconds? Less than five, okay. Anyone else wants to try? Three seconds, okay, we're getting closer. 1.78. Okay, uh, we've not yet reached 1.7. The most recorded one is 1.92 seconds. It's like at the blink of an eye. 1.92 seconds is what they achieved in the European Grand Prix at Azerbaijan. This was in 2016, and I'm sure this will get better with greater man-machine coordination. Our GBS organizations have also evolved. If you look at Formula One many years ago, it used to take 12 seconds. We're now down to 1.92. Would anybody would have said that this is possible? Obviously, there'll, there'll be a lot of naysayers, there'll be skeptics. And today, the GBS organization of the future also has a fair share of skeptics. People who think this model won't exist, There'll be others who will tell you that pit stop as a concept may not exist in the future, just like GBS as a concept, but I'm not part of that team. I still think you need the GBS organization or the shared services organization will play an invaluable role for, for our organizations to create competitive advantage for us, to create operating model flexibility, to be nimble, to be agile, to really face this digital world. Uh, Mr. Kapoor spoke about WhatsApp. Many years ago, it looked like Blackberry. People can't live without. And today, we can't live without WhatsApp, when we can easily live without Blackberry. So I think there will be evolutions of it, but it will not get substituted, is my view. The, the GBS organization will get evolved. So for me, the pit stop is a great example of how a future GBS organization will look like. It'll be fast, it'll be nimble, it'll have skilled human beings, it'll have some cool technology, and it'll really help organizations navigate their next stretch of the journey, the digital journey. So let me now switch. So the key takeaway from the analogy has to be the operating model, what it consists of, the man-machine interface, and how well you can do it to make it more and more nimble and agile. The second part I want to touch upon is that whatever we do in life, and if you look at our own human analogy, which is what this graph is about, 
or the slides are about. This visual image clearly indicates that we have two portions of our brain working in tandem. Some of us might have a preference for one portion. The more creative you are, you might use a portion. The more engineering-led you are, more uh, scientific you are, you look at the other portion. But these two portions have to work in tandem. And hence, art and science need to work in tandem in the future GPS organization. You can't duck that. The only other part I want to mention is I spent 28 years in different industries, Unilever, uh, Aisha before that, uh, TBS for a little while, and then of course Infosys for the last 18 years doing different roles. One thing I've learned is that you need the greatest success you get is what I call as the HH factor. The ability to use your head, the brain, of course the brain itself has two parts, and then the ability to use your heart. Mr. Kapoor spoke about empathy. I'll speak a little more about it as we go along in the future GBS organization. So bringing the heart and head together and bringing the left brain and right brain together is what is important, even in the human evolution which has happened through many, many years. And the GBS evolution should also keep this fundamental principle in place that you can't have a GBS organization fully automated fully run on science, or you can't run a GBS organization fully on art with just human heart and human, the ART and the HEART both. You can't run purely on art. You need to run with a good balance between both. So, art and science is now done, I hope. Everyone gets a good conceptual understanding of the model and how the need for balance is between art and science. So this is what we call as the digital pentagon. We use this now as part of our Infosys strategy definition as well. And I've used the analogy to bring this here to this forum as well. What does digital mean for GBS? Because digital will be an important part of GBS in the future to help GBS navigate their next. And navigate your next is a theme which we, uh, is our key theme at Infosys as we define our strategy. And if I look at this, clearly digital has, it's like a pentagon. It has five key components. The minister spoke about experience. Anything you do in digital and anything which you do within a digital GBS organization will definitely and necessarily have to have an ability to enhance experience of a stakeholder. It could be a supplier, it could be an employee, it could be an end customer, it could be anybody who's a recipient of that service. And hence experience will play a very, very critical role in the digital GBS organization. Data, data is invaluable. The ability to convert data and use it meaningfully at the point of action to define the next best action is what we call as insights. So insight should clearly be a key component of the digital GBS organization. You can't, insights could be used to improve a business outcome. It could be used to enhance experience. Innovation, very important part. You know, there's a new jargon I heard, which is integrated, uh, you know, uh, technology and business process management. Innovation comes from 
an ability to bring art and science together, technology and humanware together, and clearly create technology and process together, technology process and people together. So there are going to be new operating models. If you look at GBS, GBS itself could have an in-house captive shared service. You could work with a third party. That's a hybrid model. You could have a lot of the transaction with the third party, with the job of the third party to evaporate and automate it, and you could have a job within the organization, which is more core to the organization, which is to drive insights and experience. So innovation could be in many ways, or you could bring your technology application infrastructure on cloud and a process together along with humanware around it to deliver an outcome and charge for that outcome which is what you call as a business platform. Some people call it BPaaS. So whatever this BPaaS is, business process as a service. So the idea here is there will be innovation at the center of what we are trying to do here. I'll accelerate simply means whatever we do at the pitch stop, we'll have to do it faster. 12 seconds became 1.92, and then there will be incremental efficiency increases through automation. And you know the law of incremental gain will apply. The more you put effort, the relative realization of gain after the first set of low-hanging fruits, uh, once RPA is implemented. Again, RPA, as many people realize, is simply implemented by taking a broken process and putting in uh, some cool technology. Believe me, there is no value in it. Just like in the old world, we used to just lift and shift work. A broken process is a broken process is a broken process, whether you run it from a low-cost location or a higher-cost location. Similarly, putting in some automation on top of a broken process will only complicate things, and you won't get, you'll get fragmented effort releases, which are not beneficial. So it's important for you to standardize. The last but not the least is assurance. Any GBS organization of the future should clearly have a tenet of assurance. Assurance simply means an ability to augment compliance, which means the world rules are changing, data privacy, many of you would be impacted by the GDPR uh, regulations in Europe. The data privacy norms in India, the Information Security Act, there are multiple things which we need to understand. And if the GBS is going to touch the core of the organization's data, it is prone to having attacks, phishing attacks. Uh, this week, look at the, uh, you know, coincidentally is also the cybersecurity week. And we celebrated it uh, with a greater awareness yesterday at Infosys within. Of course, we have to celebrate cybersecurity throughout the year. It's not that you celebrate it for one week and then next week start sharing passwords and doing the fundamentals wrong. So the point really is that assurance is an important tenet of the GBS organization. And these are the five tenets which will drive digital GBS of the future. And this is my view to it. This is the Infosys view to it. Uh, and this is what we are really building our capabilities, competencies around. Yeah, the last but not the least slide, uh, I'll spend a couple of minutes on this and then open up uh, for questions for a couple of minutes. Uh, 
I call this the four E's and the four I's. There are four I's. First is the individual I. And if you look at the right corner, the individual I is not you, but I, which is whom I see in the mirror every morning. That I clearly needs to have a more solution mindset, should be inquisitive, should be willing to question steps in a process which is either broken or even become smoother, but you can take it to the next level and demonstrate a very high level of an E called empathy. You know, there are many books written, and uh, you know, Satya Nadella has written a book uh, of Hit Refresh, and then you look at that book, it clearly tells you there's one thing which technology will never substitute, cannot substitute, which is empathy. Because empathy is very unique. It is your ability to wear in the context, wear the shoes of the other person, and have a solution mindset to solve a problem, and emote with both heart, left brain, and the right brain, along with skill sets. So I call this I also as humanware. The future of GBS will really be people who remain human, who have an overdose of empathy, solution mindset, and understand a cool technology. The human comes from empathy and domain knowledge, the wear comes from software. It could be any kind of software. So you need to know working knowledge of some analytics tool, some visualization tool, some automation tool, whatever that tool is, which you can apply in the context of demonstrating empathy and solution mindset. So that's the first I and E. The other three I's and E's are fairly simple. Innovation. Innovation will remain a very important I to enhance experience. So I heard the minister surprisingly also spoke about efficiency, effectiveness, and experience. I, along with that, add the word empathy. So the four E's are efficiency, effectiveness, experience, and empathy. And the four I's really are innovation, insights, and industrialization or industry, which is just looking at things and figuring out how do you do this with lesser people and lesser effort, especially the transaction part of it. So these are the four I's and four E's, which I think will be building blocks of the digital GBS organization of the future. Thank you. I have about two minutes. Uh, if there are any questions, uh, there are no more slides after this. So uh, that's where we are. Uh, if you have any questions for me, we have many instances of different dimensions of this working for Fortune 1000, Fortune 2000 companies with whom we work. We work with about 1,200 clients across the Infosys group, and we work with uh, about 200 of them uh, within the uh, 193, to be very precise, if someone wants to quote me from the... Uh, so 193 clients, active clients as of last quarter, which we uh, work with. And each of them are in different stages of the maturity curve. This could be finance and accounting, it could be sourcing procurement, it could be mortgage, life insurance, healthcare, um, digital companies like Apple and Google, they also work with us in terms of running their digital operations. So there are different components and variations to this, and it's a fascinating time to be in this industry. Any quick questions? I still have a minute. I know I keep talking. Any hands up, please? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd request you to introduce yourself and give me a little context 
one line about yourself before you ask the Hi, question. This is Ram. I'm from Dr. Reddy's laboratory. You said Ram? Yeah. Okay. Hi, Ram. Hello. So, uh, my question is, sir, uh, when we see the experience versus empathy versus software or solution, those two things go contra. How to balance both the things to give the best experience to the end customer? I mean, this is an age-old uh, thing which we do all the time. We bring our left brain and right brain together in an interaction. We bring our head and heart together in an interaction. How do you do it? You need to find the balance in a context. If there is more transaction, allow the technology to do it. If there is more interaction and transformation, have the human do it. That could be the simple rule. But you need to find the balance in a context now. There are no easy answers to this. Sorry. Time's up. One more question, oh, that's good. Thank you so much.